On November 28, 2017, in her column in the New York Times, Jane E. Brody wrote about chronic fatigue syndrome. Her piece was titled, New Recognition for Chronic Fatigue Syndrome, and she began it by noting that she had endured a month-long struggle with post-concussion fatigue. She wrote, quote, I can't imagine how people with disabling fatigue navigate through life with disabling fatigue that seemingly knows no end, end quote. The piece was a milestone for the New York Times because they had basically ignored the epidemic of chronic fatigue syndrome for three and a half decades. The New York Times even went out of its way to celebrate the demise of New York Native in 1997. The Native was the only paper in the world to spend a decade covering the chronic fatigue syndrome epidemic. Three books about chronic fatigue syndrome grew out of the reporting that Nina Ostrom did about the epidemic in the New York Native. In her 2017 column, Jane Brody noted that leading health organizations are finally taking chronic fatigue syndrome seriously. She reported that the CDC and NIH are coming up with guidelines for managing the ailment. She said nothing in her piece about the transmission of chronic fatigue syndrome and all the evidence that makes it obvious chronic fatigue syndrome is a contagious illness. Brody did acknowledge that the immune system is affected in chronic fatigue syndrome and that many people seem to have a viral infection that precedes the disorder. But she did not mention the HHV6 epidemic, which seems to be triggering the chronic fatigue syndrome epidemic. Much of her piece was focused on the severe fatigue and cognitive dysfunction in CFS, as well as the muscle and joint pain. The piece closes with a silly, almost idiotic list of things for chronic fatigue syndrome patients to do. She wrote, quote, to minimize fatigue, find easier ways to perform essential chores, like sitting while preparing food or showering, and breaking up tasks into smaller increments. Whenever possible, shop online and order groceries and have them delivered. To reduce the risk of a crash, avoid trying to do too much when you feel better, end quote. Nowhere in her piece did she mention the New York native or the work of its reporter, Nina Ostrom, nor did she mention Hillary Johnson's Osler's Web, which is a monumental history of the CDC's very sinister cover-up of the chronic fatigue syndrome epidemic. Almost 30 years before the Jane Brody column in the New York Times, Nina Ostrom wrote her first piece in the New York native, titled, A Mysterious Illness Appears, Prelude to an Epidemic. She wrote that chronic fatigue syndrome, quote, might be the most devastating disease to emerge in the final years of the century, end quote. She was certainly taking the disease more seriously than Jane Brody or the New York Times did three decades later. Ostrom reported on one study that suggested that as many as 21% of the population might be affected, a far cry from the number that Brody suggested in her column, which was about 2.5 million people. Ostrom chided the CDC, the New York City Department of Health, and the media for being generally dismissive of the illness. She noted that the illness in the early days was jokingly referred to as the yuppie flu because of the class of successful people that it mainly seemed to affect at the time. But she pointed out that research corrected that picture and it appeared that it could affect every socioeconomic class and all age groups. She wrote that the first described outbreak of chronic fatigue syndrome seemed to be in Lake Tahoe, Nevada. Ostrom wrote, quote, two primary care physicians, doctors Paul Cheney and Daniel Peterson, 
began seeing an unusually large number of people who had extremely persistent flu. They had recurrent fevers, sore throats, painful lymph glands, headaches, sleep disturbance, dizziness, muscle pain and weakness, and depression. Some had short-term memory loss. Nearly all of them developed cognitive dysfunction of some kind, difficulty concentrating, reading, or writing, a generalized mental fogginess that made it difficult to think or remember, end quote. Ostrom noted that because chronic fatigue syndrome first resembled mononucleosis and the patients often tested positive for Epstein-Barr virus, it was preliminarily called chronic Epstein-Barr virus syndrome. The name eventually fell by the wayside when no correlation was found between the severity of the disease and the level of Epstein-Barr virus antibodies. Ostrom portrayed the Centers for Disease Control as originally being totally unwilling to recognize this illness as real. She wrote that the CDC's assigned investigator of the illness, Gary Holmes, blamed the doctors. In Hippocrates magazine, he said, quote, physicians get caught up. They think they notice something. Then they start seeing it everywhere, end quote. In the same New York Native article, Ostrom pointed out that Dr. Cheney suspected that a newly discovered herpes virus, now called HHV6, seemed to be implicated in chronic fatigue syndrome. Ostrom noted that in a journal called CFITS Chronicle, Paul Cheney wrote, quote, One possibility may be that since the 1970s, a new agent is creating a pandemic of chronic fatigue syndrome. Outbreaks of this syndrome have been reported and strongly suggest that a novel agent or set of factors is at play in a virgin population. Indeed, the best candidate as a novel cause of CFS may be the newly discovered human herpes virus 6 or HHV6. The apparent laboratory behavior of HHV6 could, if present in this condition, allow it to eclipse EBV as an associated, if not causal, factor in chronic fatigue syndrome, end quote. 